Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. And we are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by a new person, Kita. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Great, great. I've been wanting her on the show for a long time. We... We saw us together. We had a big kind of. Oh yeah. We had a uh, kind of a, a black outing to go see us, and that was cool. Did you? Were you at the Get Out one too? Uh, I didn't go to the Get Out one. I saw Get Out with some friends, but I really wish that I had seen it with some other melanated folks. That was awesome. Like for real, it was it was really good. And you you came to Black Panther with us too. I didn't go to Black Panther, but I went to the discussion talk that happened like a few days or like a week after the movie okay. came out. Okay. Yeah. It was so, oh, it was worth it. Oh, seeing that in Korea. Woo. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I really wish I had started the show when that movie came out. Mm. I talked about it before, but just seeing it again, just seeing Korean kids mm. so invested in these characters, it's it's such a... A surreal experience right yeah okay we have a lot to talk about so let's get to it i'm ready cool so before we get to the big centerpiece which is comic-con i want to first talk about the lion king and the box office now y'all know how heated i was about this movie last week I'm but prepared but <laughs> Kita has an alternate take. I sure do. Please tell us. Okay. Why you're wrong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why he thinks I'm wrong, y'all? Why he thinks I'm wrong? So I, I don't think The Lion King was that bad. Yeah, I said it. it's not that bad. It's not great, but it wasn't that bad either. I, for me personally, and I think for some people, uh, watching, watching The Lion King. Well, not live action, but remade into National Geographic uh, is what into, some people are saying. Um, it it kind of brought up some feelings of nostalgia for me personally. I, of course, like most people, enjoy the original Lion King. I've never met anyone who said that they didn't. If they do, don't trust that person. They're not mm. worth talking to. But for me, also because I love animals in general, like I'm that chick who likes to watch like sci-fi's face off because they make like animal characters for their people if you don't know what it is it's a special effects uh tv show competition tv show whatever but i love cgi special effects things like that so cgi animals plus like a classic movie from disney it was perfect for me so it wasn't perfect but it was the perfect combination so I enjoyed the fact that like I could see the animals realis- realistically, but at the same time, I do have some of the similar comments and concerns that a lot of other people had. Like, as much as I love Beyonce, she did not belong in this movie. That's I think that's something that a lot of people have talked about, and I agree. She She's great. She's a talented singer, but she did not belong in this movie. I'm sorry if you guys want to attack me now. <laughs> Beehive's coming. They didn't come for me. I'm a man, so hopefully they won't come for you as a black woman. So. <laughs> Before we get to the box office, I, I forgot to mention a couple of uh, points in the last film. Is mm-hmm. Number one, 
this movie, uh, Lion King, is 30 minutes longer than the original. Right. And I talked about the added uh, kind of filler, and mm. you really feel the length of the movie after a time. I really got kind of bored and numb after. Yeah. I think right after Simba became an adult, mm-hmm. I was really just getting bored at that point. And lastly, the ending fight with Simba and Scar was so dark mm-hmm. that it was hard to make out which line was which as opposed to the original film. It felt like kind of Transformers 2 when it just looked like a clash of metal and metal and you can't yeah. tell who was who. You know, we talked about the color palette of the original Lion King, just how bright it was. And that aspect really stood out mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah, I definitely, I think I do agree to an extent for, uh, in terms of that. Uh, it, uh, for me, like I, I'm okay with telling animals apart, mostly because I worked at a zoo for a really long time. Oh, that's dope. Um, but I could definitely see how, you know, they all look the same. Like, to be honest, like, all the lionesses look the same. Like, at some point, I I thought that Saravi was Nala and vice versa and whatnot. Mm. Um, I also agree that the color palette was quite dark, but at the same time, like, the visuals for me were, like, really good. Like, it was perfect visually because everything looked correct. Closer to realism, right? Yeah, but at the same time, I, I can completely understand what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I, I do miss the the brightness. I think someone, uh, I saw the, the meme or the picture on Facebook where someone like re recreated the, the, the different scenes from the remake and kind of made them into uh, the original cartoon version. Did you see that? No. Yeah, if, if I can find it, I might like pull it up later, but... A lot of people were saying, oh, this is better because they look, you know, original. It was kind of a mixture between the cartoon and like a realistic version. For me, it looked a little weird. But for a lot of people, I think they really wanted to see the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, critically, you're not going to win by making this realistic. To me, you know, people talk about the visuals, how amazing it is. But to me, it's like, what if they made Looney Tunes realistic? Yeah. I mean, what is, who does that serve? Right. You know? Like if they make Bugs Bunny a real rabbit just hopping around on the ground... Mm-hmm. You know, sure, it looks nice. It yeah. looks real. It looks beautiful. Look look at the fur blowing in the wind. But, you know, if it's going to be real, it can't pull out mallets out of its, you know, invisible pockets, you know, mm-hmm. or Speedy Gonzalez is a mouse. Mm-hmm. Is it really going to wear a hat now? Is it really going to just speed? Like, who? what does this art direction serve? And to me, it, it just did a disservice to what the original story set out to do. I can feel that. Let's get to the box office. Okay. Lion King has broken some records, as we knew it probably would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 78.5 million gross on Friday is the largest of any non-Marvel or Star Wars Disney film, even counting for inflation. Mm. It's the second biggest single-day July gross of all time behind Harry Potter and The Deathly Hallows Part Two. That makes sense. The total domestic for its opening weekend was about 192 million worldwide it made about 530 million dollars so far so far well that was the opening weekend so so as of this recording it's certainly more Mm. the budget was 260 million they getting paid yeah they getting real paid Well, you know, opening weekends are the result of marketing Mm -hmm. and, of course, that nostalgia. But we'll see how it plays out over the course of the next few weeks. You know, critics and people have been split on the movie. 
So will people be returning to see it again and again, like Aladdin? Uh, it has an A cinema score, which usually bodes well for the legs that it could have. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of many other films that are coming out around this time. So it could it could carry for a while. Yeah, I agree. I think of all the the movies, I was really excited for a lot of movies uh, this year, but I think like The Lion King was like one of my top ones. So uh, I definitely think that a lot of people, you know, kind of rushed to see it because we all had these great expectations. Mm. But uh, like I said, it's not the greatest, but eh, it's not the worst either. So I'm not sure how how well it's going to stand, uh, especially since from what I hear, at least from my students, they like a lot of them have seen it already and they kind of had the same, you know, the same comments as others online have said like oh, it's a little boring and it's a little strange voice acting that kind of thing but definitely you're right we we need to see give it time yeah i'll definitely on the next show we'll we'll come back to it see, see, what, <laughs> see what happens lion king part three <laughs> okay before we get to comic-con i keep i keep teasing comic-con yeah let's talk about a real life hero harriet tubman oh yeah so this this uh, biopic mm-hmm. is directed by Cassie Simmons, mm-hmm. who is from my hometown, St. Louis. Oh yeah, found that out. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, she directed an episode of Luke Cage, uh, all sold out, mm-hmm. and she directed Eve's Bayou. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it. Neither have I, so I can't really comment <laughs> on that. But also, that was cool. That was in season two. Mm, okay. Um, This is also co-written by her Mm -hmm. and Gregory Allen Howard, who wrote Remember the Titans. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, get out. Uh, That trailer was pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Some people have been complaining that it's just another slave movie, but... Yeah, I was about to say that. I was looking it up right now. Uh, I heard that that complaint and some others, but Mm. I'll I'll let you finish before I jump into that. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah, this is is obviously very distinct, right? It's not Django... Right. Uh, possibly for the movie's sake, some things may get exaggerated, but this is being sold as a true biopic as best as they can, mm-hmm. given what they have. Right. Uh, they even show her leading Union troops at the end of the movie mm-hmm. or in the trailer, which is something that kind of gets left out of a lot of her history. Right. And so I'm, I'm glad it's getting made. Like, I really hope they really give us a more fuller look at who she was. Right. I definitely, I definitely agree. And like the first time I saw the trailer, I think maybe it was yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is awesome. But then I went a little bit deeper and I started seeing like some of the the comments that people were saying about the the actress. Uh, what What's her name? Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo. Sorry if you put your name. I always put your names. <laughs> uh, she like to me, she seemed great uh, until I started seeing people saying that it would have been better to have like an actual like american actress and an ados or, ados woman that's 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 the, yeah. the key word here some people have like uh commented wanting uh wanting someone of you said ados yes right okay. american descendant of slavery for those who don't know what that term means yeah someone wanted some people have said that she's kind of appropriating american culture and things like that and um to be honest i i don't really know what 
to feel about it. At first, I felt extremely happy. Obviously, it's Harriet Tubman. Like, you know, how how can you not feel excited about a movie about Harriet Tubman? Sure. And hopefully it's accurate. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I can definitely see where some people are coming from. But I don't want to, I don't want others' comments that are kind of just, how can I say, too woke to influence my own feeling because I feel like there's a lot of uh, identity things going on these days and a lot of um, a lot of media is being affected by what we as uh, this generation are saying about our identity and what's correct and what's not correct and what to do and what not to do and I feel like for me like whether or not I take one side or the other like I want to be able to see it unbiased first for me it's a little bit tiring I am excited for it but at the same time I'm gonna try to hold my expectations and hold what I'm looking for until I actually see it if that makes sense that was sure you know I don't know if you remember but there was even a small uproar at get out because Daniel Kaluuya right. wasn't ADOS as well yeah um I just I personally I think it's stupid uh yeah. do you do people think that black people in Britain haven't encountered racism right. in their home countries. How does living in America allow you to have a better perspective about slavery, mm-hmm. which has been outlawed for a long time and in, in, in practice in, in the form that this movie is portraying right. hasn't really been in effect since the 1960s. So right. to me, it's like, why stop at geography? Mm-hmm. You know, be woke. Oh, she's too young to understand slavery because mm-hmm. she wasn't alive when slavery was so widespread in America. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's stupid. I mean, people prepare for roles. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah. I didn't even know that Iriva was British until I read this article. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how many of these woke people were upset about Black Panther when it released or when that mm-hmm. casting was made. You know, did these ADOS people criticize the actors for not being from Africa? Exactly. Uh, you know, for Chadwick Boseman and, and all mm-hmm. those characters to have these accents. I definitely remember that there were some native Africans complaining about that movie, but right. I just, I think people can be hypocritical and yeah. you all need to keep that energy all the time. Yeah. And, or just chill out too. As you said, sometimes we're we're too woke. Yeah. Like I, I hate to say it and I know that I'm probably going to get some flack for it. I'm sorry. My first podcast, I might get flack for saying no, that, good. but, uh, but Speak your truth. it's, like legitimately I'm all for you know being pro-black and and more representation and things like that but at the same time it's like well there are always these lines and always you know these borders where where do we stop the line or what do we kind of you know identify as this category or this category why do we have to have categories that kind of thing and you're absolutely right like slavery is something that affected all of us no matter where you know no matter where we ended up no matter where we were shipped off to affected all of us so you know it's 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 something that I think a a lot of people it's it's really fresh so a lot of people are you know still kind of deciding which I hate to say, like, people have to decide how they feel before, you know, if they should see a movie. But a lot of people are trying to decide whether or not they should see it just based on the fact that she's British. There's already boycotts, yeah. you know, talking about it. It's just, it's stupid. It's being directed by black people right. from America or a- ADOS people. Do you want, are you all, you're more concerned about 
a movie played by an acclaimed actress. It isn't like she's just a nobody. Exactly. She's I was an just acclaimed about to actress. Say that. She's probably really talented. Like, do you want this amazing film with an amazing cast to service a whole race of people, or are you so focused on just this one person mm-hmm. getting getting the check? Right. It's so dumb to me. Mm-hmm. So dumb to me. It, the, like these people, you know, just like they 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 took her jobs. <laughs> like it just. Y'all sound like conservatives. Stop. Too woke. Yeah. Anything else? (sighs) Well, about that, no. I'm just going to, I'm going to play the middle for now. I'm just going to wait and see. Centrist. No, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) No, I'm joking. All right. Let's let's get to Comic-Con. Woo, Comic-Con. I'm going to mostly speak about Marvel because that's what I'm the most interested in and DC ain't really coming with it too much but we'll, well, we'll we'll cover a little bit we'll cover a little bit of them too but yeah. i think marvel had the most uh attention right kevin feige stated that he would deliver to us the future of marvel this summer and boy did mm, he he sure did phase four y'all ten Ooh. ten projects in two years mm-hmm. uh phase four kicks off with black widow which comes out may 2020 it's mm-hmm. directed by kate shortland and it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. It also stars David Harbour as Alexei, the Red Guardian. He's kind of like the Russian Captain America. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. I, I love him. Yeah, he's cool. And it stars Florence Pugh, who was in Midsummer. She was the, the star of Midsummer. Okay. Did you, did you watch the movie? I didn't. I saw a lot of people talking about it, and I like I had no idea what it was about or anything. Like just randomly, I saw comments one day about it. I do. I recommend this movie still. I'm still. It's like my mind is still evolving on on this movie. Like I'm still in flux. It's it's an experience for sure. Is it something that I should pay attention to, or is it something that I can watch kind of like when I'm bored or? You need to be paying attention to this movie. Okay. This ain't like a, I'm going to fold my, cl- you know, do my laundry while I'm watching this movie. You need to watch the movie. Focus. All right. Anyway, Florence Pugh, she plays Yelena. Mm-hmm. And this film could potentially set up Black Widow's successor. The main villain is Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. He's a favorite of mine. Uh, for those who don't know, he can mimic the fighting style of anyone he fights. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they don't kill him because I want him to eventually fight and copy Spider-Man and like and just piss him off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just as soon as you said that, I just automatically thought like, is he the personification of a ditto? Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> I want to see those memes, guys. If you make those memes, credit me, Marquita. Blurred up. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Eternals. What is interesting about phase four is they're introducing a couple of lesser known characters Mm -hmm. like guardians of the galaxy like that was an experiment and it really paid off Mm -hmm. the eternals is kind of weird and kooky and it's gotten mixed reception it's not like widely acclaimed Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping they can really change it up and make it more interesting i mean Mm -hmm. if they're putting all this money into it i mean we got to trust marvel they've they've really haven't failed yet yeah uh this is directed by chloe zhao Mm-hmm. She would be the third woman to direct a Marvel film to date. Wait but a minute. She is. Oh, wait. Sorry. Is is this is uh what's his name? Madong Sok supposed to be in this? Yeah. <gasps> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, he's my favorite Korean actor. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chloe Zhao 
she would be the first woman of color to direct a Marvel film. What? She is Chinese American. Yes, representation. Yeah. And the movies that she previously directed, she also wrote and produced them. Uh, the writer and songs my brother, my brothers taught me have been critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. All ninety percent or higher on RT. Uh, this movie will star Richard Madden as Icarus. He was the prince in the Cinderella remake, as well as Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Kumail Nanjiani is a Pakistani actor. He was in The Big Sick. And most recently, he was Pawnee in Men in Black International for the five people who saw that movie. <laughs> and Madong Sok? Yes, Madong Sok, who pretty much has the monopoly on big Korean man stereotype in Korean yes, films. He I plays Gilgamesh. Oh, that's my man. Oh. Of course, we all knew that Angelina Jolie was going to be in it. She plays Thena. Mm. My two biggest uh, surprises were Salma Hayek is in this movie. Oh. Yeah, and Brian Tree Henry from Atlanta and Into the Spider-Verse as Miles' father is oh. also in this movie. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice cast. Yeah, it, it, Marvel's trying to take every box. Mm. Every box. They really are. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. We got Paperboy being a superhero. That's that's pretty neat. And I'm just glad to see Sama Hayek back. She's been gone for such a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen her. I haven't heard her name in a while. Yeah. I think she's done some lesser known kind of like indie films. If she mm-hmm. did indie film. Uh, what was that name? But I did uh, I did really enjoy her in uh, Frida because, you know, artists and whatnot. I love. It's cool. <laughs> Let's move on to Shang-Chi. shang I'm going to butcher this name. Shang-Chi is a master of kung fu, and mm-hmm. it stars Chinese-Canadian actor Simu Liu. Mm-hmm. He was from Kim's Convenience, the Netflix show. Right. Uh, David Callahan is the movie's writer. He's Chinese-American. Mm-hmm. And Destin Daniel Cretton is the director, and he's Japanese-American. I love all this representation going on. Yeah, but there's already some controversy surrounding the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got this article from Neck Shark. It's titled, Chinese netizens are very upset with Marvel's Shang-Chi. So while people are excited that the Mandarin will finally be fully realized on the screen as opposed to the fake out from Iron Man 3, Chinese people are rightfully concerned. Mm -hmm. The Mandarin was a character that was based off of Fu Manchu, which was a racist caricature from a 1912 novel right. that was later adapted into some movies. That character was described as the yellow peril incarnate in one man. Ooh, harsh. Yeah. So Marvel adapted Fu Manchu to be Shang-Chi's father in the 70s. However, they lost the rights and changed his name. But it's presumed that he'll be in this movie. Mm-hmm. So you got the Mandarin and Fu Manchu. These are two uber problematic characters off the bat. Right. Even before you even see this movie, it, they're there. One Twitter user said, naming the villain the Mandarin, which is a, a direct translation of our Chinese language, is an insult to China. I'm not going to wait until Marvel names a villain as China to right. boycott. So I, I can't hate on that. Yeah. Like, what if someone made a villain called the Black or the Mantan? Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I can completely understand their, their anger. Yeah. My hope is maybe that name, the Mandarin, isn't 
what he chooses for himself, Mm -hmm. but maybe there are racists in the film that just call him that, similar to how Ulysses Claw called the Wakandan savages. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think Marvel would mess this up given all the potential Chinese box office they could make mm-hmm. off of this. You know, just like I talked about with the Eternals and Guardians, Shang-Chi isn't a high-profile character, so I hope they can rearrange the characters to be safe and excel in mm-hmm. this social, political climate. Right, I definitely uh, have the, the same hopes because, uh, like, I think... Uh, like we talked about a little bit earlier, like a lot of people were very concerned about, you know, Black Panther and right. the, the cultural appropriation, you know, between like Africans and like African-Americans sure. and things like that. And so far, at least from my perspective, they've they've done OK. But to be honest, like, you know, the, the Mandarin and, and changing kind of that identity to make it. Mm, how can I say to make it okay for most people that that will be a bit difficult, sure. but I can completely understand someone's frustration with that. Yeah. Mel's on vacation, but she, she sent me a message. She said she would have rather seen Iron Fist get rebooted with an Asian lead. Mm. And I'm also with that too. Yeah. Let's go on to Dr. Strange oh, into yes. the multiverse of madness. Oh, Marvel's so not giving a fuck about these titles no more. They're 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 just going for it now. I love it. I'm really excited for that. So this drops May 2021. Mm-hmm. Did you like the original Dr. Strange? I I did like it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Because to be honest, Doctor Strange was uh, was a hero that I didn't really know much about. Like I, I, I was very into the kind of mainstream Marvel characters, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm not sure if I enjoyed uh, what what's her name who who played the uh, the the grand uh, the the grand Tilda man. Swinton. Yeah, thank you. I'm not sure if I enjoyed Tilda Swinton. Uh, she, I think she did a good job, but. Um, I'm I'm very excited for the the next part of this movie. I want to see Wong do something. Yes, that's that's all I want. I want to see him at the front lines, like throwing the first punch. I want to see him there. I didn't really like Doctor Strange one. Mm-hmm. It was solid, but I saw it twice in the theaters, and I think I fell asleep twice in the theaters. <laughs> I had to like when it finally came on like DVD, I had to download it and actually watch it to completion. And like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I but I really like his character. Yeah, for sure, and definitely in Infinity War, mm-hmm. he was his him and Tony Stark going back and forth was one of my favorite parts of that movie. But apparently, this movie, this new movie, is going more into horror. Mm-hmm. with some comedic elements and you know we've been worried about marvel getting stale this formula getting stale so it's nice for them to go in a new direction yeah it's still gonna be pg-13 but you can get away with a lot more these days under that rating that's true so we'll see i i, I really want to like a doctor strange movie mm-hmm. what didn't you like about the first doctor strange i i don't remember enough about it to really make i have to i have to watch it again but mm. it just there wasn't enough in it that really made me captivated. Like okay. the action was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Doctor Strange as a character was okay. Mm-hmm. Given all that was kind of around that film, the movies that came before it and afterward, it just it ranks very low for me in the MCU films. It's probably in the bottom. It's definitely for me in the bottom five with oh, like really? Guardians two <gasps> and no. like 
Thor two and the Hulk, they're like they're like in that it's in that range for me. Oh, I think our our movies our movie tastes are a little different. That's good. That's <laughs> fine. I I know there are people who like that movie. It's it's fine. No worries. Speaking of a film that we can probably all get behind, mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh yes, Natalie Portman, the female Thor, as people are saying. A lot of people are already upset. Yeah, I'm I'm mixed on it too. I I'm okay with it. Like there have been different versions of of Thor from different like re- like there was uh, I don't know his name, but there was Frog Thor. I'm gonna call him Frog Thor. 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 So, <laughs> like if you and Thor can be a frog, then why can't Thor be a woman? No, I mean Thor is. I mean Jane took on the mantle in the comic book. Yeah, exactly. It's canon. Yeah, of course. But I don't think that's the problem that people have. Mm-hmm. I, and it's unfortunate that I've said this. And many times on the show that sometimes legitimate criticism is often in this social political climate dismissed as either racism or sexism. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the case here. The problem is Natalie Portman herself has been kind of vocal about not really caring about this. Yeah. And she really hasn't been in the marvel universe enough for us to be that invested in her kind of taking this on and if they try to actually have her take over after this i i don't know how i would feel yeah about that how excited i would be i think i i can definitely see that i think some of the comments that i have been seeing have been kind of leaning towards like uh a little bit of sexism or whatnot but i can definitely understand that argument um and i did watch all of the the thor movies and to be honest like thor one and two they were not great uh i like one personally really i like i actually rewatched it this year because it was on netflix and i i still like that movie Mm. but there was enough of jane to be like yeah i i want her to Mm. i can see her doing this yeah, I I definitely agree. She should be in the universe more, but if Marvel's going to to pull it off, like maybe they'll have some sort of, you know, back cover story for her or something to kind of make it all connect. Cuz so far they've been okay about covering their bases, but I I can definitely understand that. You know, the we have kind of two transitions already. We have Spider-Man becoming kind of the new Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but even that it's it's still a slow process, you know, far from home showed him do making a suit mm-hmm. and beating Mysterio, but it wasn't like I'm, I am Tony Stark now. It's, it's a slow transition. You it's have coming. Yeah. Then you have cap giving the shield to, to Sam Wilson, right. the Falcon, but he's been in the movies since 2014. Right. So, and he's had a much bigger presence in these films than Natalie Portman. So for me, that feels more, yeah, organic than this um and my whole thing too is it, it kind of feels like shazam i don't know if you like shazam or not but i didn't see it but a lot of people i've heard have liked it okay you you can spoil it for me no i don't i don't rehash it it is to me why give the powers to someone we barely care about when there's others mm-hmm. that we do care about you know why not just make valkyrie the new thor i was actually just thinking that like it, it makes sense you know because thor that like, gave her the the title of King of, King. King of New Asgard, yeah. And she said on the panel, she'll be looking for a queen. Yeah, that's why. Nice. Oh, you go. I'm I'm single, Valkyrie. 
<laughs> so am I. <laughs> you know, and, you know, Fat Thor has shown that walking away from your duty and drinking mm-hmm. doesn't make you unworthy. So I don't see a reason why she couldn't just take the mantle. Right. Again, more black women in the lead. Right. But, you know, Taika is doing it. And after Ragnarok, I have absolute faith in him making a great movie. Right. He'll exactly. make it work. I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Let's move on to the biggest surprise, mm-hmm. which was the announcement of Blade with Mahershala Ali. Oh, you're going to hate me. Am I? You could be surprised. I may have some, some thoughts on this. So uh, go ahead. You, you, you go first. Well, no, I like I literally I have not seen any of the Blade movies and I have no interest in any of the Blades. Surprisingly. You haven't seen the. I haven't seen the okay. original Blade. We're going to watch it. Okay. We're going to watch at least the first one. The 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 play 2 was more style over substance, but it it was still okay. 3 was bad though. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get back to the announcement. This kind of surprised me because there was a long-standing rumor that the Blade reboot would come in the form of an aging Eric Brooks. That's Blade's real name. Mm-hmm. And uh he would be training a daughter and passing off the mantle, similar to kind of like a Batman Beyond. Right. which, you know, is getting a remaster this year. Ooh, Ooh. Terry McGinnis. Best. But yeah, yeah Blade. <laughs> Let's get back to Blade, yeah. <laughs> Some people have been kind of vocal in their outrage about not recasting Wesley Snipes, but I think that story of him passing off the mantle could have been really cool. Right. right? And, and again, more black female heroes in mm-hmm. the MCU, especially in the lead. Again, mm-hmm. it would have been really, really cool to have. Um, complaints, though. It seems that most people are excited about this, but... Others have reservations. I'm going to use Chadwick Boseman and his role as Black Panther for comparison mm-hmm. for some of these. So number one, people are upset that Maharshala Ali isn't a martial artist. So Wesley Snipes has a fifth degree black belt in Shotokan Karate and a second degree black belt in Hapkido. He's been training since the age of 12. Mm. So for comparison, Chadwick Boseman also wasn't a martial artist, and neither was Denai Guerrera when they did their movie, and they did very well. Yeah. Number two, Ali is too old. How old is he? He's currently forty-five. I I don't think that matters if if he if he looks the part and he can and he's talented and can play the part well. What does age matter? Well, he'll probably be about forty-six or forty-seven when they actually start filming the movie because this is a phase five Mm -hmm. film. In contrast, Wesley Snipes was 35 when he filmed the original Blade. Chadwick Boseman filmed Civil War when he was about 39, Mm -hmm. and he filmed the first Black Panther when he was about 41. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just, I guess, I'm just, how many movies can they do with Ali? If they're gonna if they're gonna pad a lot of these films out across several years, right? Black Panther came out in two thousand eighteen, and this hasn't even gotten the sequel hasn't even gotten a release date yet. Yeah. So how many more can they do with him? How, how many more can they do with an actor who's already forty five? Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. got out of the MCU when he was fifty four, mm-hmm. but most of his action scenes are CG anyway, with him just talking in the suit, you know, in that, in that kind of green screen. Right. He's just in a studio. For Blade, Ali won't have that luxury. Yeah. You know, sure, he'll have stunt doubles at times, and the CG will be used as well, just like in the original films, but I just hope it's enough Mm -hmm. to keep him going. 
Yeah, I definitely, I, I can understand that as well. But at the same time, like, as while you were saying that, I just thought, black don't crack. Like, what? If he looks good. But bones do. But bones do. That is true. <laughs> if he looks good and if he if he's comfortable enough, then, um, like, I'm not saying that, you know, he can be a master martial artist in a short period of time. But I think if, if he was given the correct trainer, the correct amount of time to train and, and prepare for this role, even, you know, of course, Wesley Snipes is probably going to, you know, give him some sort of tutelage before he takes on the role. We'll see. Um, he, he gave a, a Twitter message. I think it was Twitter because mm-hmm. a lot of people were really vocally upset about him yeah. not being there. And he, he gave his blessing yeah. to Marvel for it. So I like that. He gave his blessing. Well, he probably just, just, just wants that check. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine him doing a cameo in the new movie? That'd be really dope. That would be awesome. I want to see him cameo in the movie. And I'm sure maybe his blessing is kind of, hey, guys, hint, 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 nudge, nudge. Get me in there. Mm, I think we want to, to think that, but I'm not so sure. Make it happen. <laughs> this is a formal request for all the producers of the new Blade movie. Yeah. Please make that happen. I think it's interesting that, again, Black Panther 2 will not be a part of Phase 4. Captain Marvel 2 will not be a part of Phase 4. Mm. Guardians 3 will not be a part of Phase 4. And there will be no Avengers film. I, To be honest, I am, like as much as I enjoy the, the Marvel universe and, and everything that's been happening, but of course, like like we said earlier, like it is starting to get a little bit stale. So mm. like I can't really imagine what more they can do. Like after defeating literally, you know, after defeating someone who wiped out half of all life in the entire universe, where where else can you go? True. But at the same time, I'm also intrigued. It's kind of like, you know, you, you want to get off the train, but you want to see where it goes. And it's 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 very difficult to to say, well, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. So I think for me, phase four is interesting but like like you said the 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 big name you know box office hits they haven't talked about those so i'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen yeah kevin feige talked about phase four being about new beginnings right so it's it's a bold move not to have the team together because right now there's it's kind of a a weak team they need to really get to know each other first before they have this big movie together yeah i totally agree let's Go on to the TV stuff. Uh-oh. So up first, well, what was that about? Oh, uh, which TV stuff? <laughs> All right, so we, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which sees the two characters fighting together after Endgame. Uh, Zemo from Civil War comes back. There's footage that shows him with the purple mask from mm-hmm. the comic book. I, I really like the dynamic between... Bucky and Sam. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes from Civil War was when they were in the car mm-hmm. and Bucky was like, could you move your seat up? Sam's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they both bonded over being happy for Steve when he got that, that kiss. Mm-hmm. I just want to see more of that. Yeah. I I, I want to see, I want to see uh, the, just all of the the new team in general, like you said, they have to get to know each other and things like that. I think we've saw we've seen the same people for so long, mm. and it's not that they're you know it's not that they're bad you know at what they do or anything, but like you said, like there there's a time for something 
there's a time for something to end and then there's a time for something to start anew. And I definitely, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of uh, Sam as Captain America. He's going to wear the suit. Apparently. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Ooh, America's ass. It's going to change. America's <laughs> black ass. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I'm really, I really want to see what else happens with the team. I want to see more of how, uh, of how the Wakandans, you know, are included in the the main Avengers team because uh, aren't they? I I thought that they were uh, starting to come out with something for Shuri because is she not supposed to become either her or um, Shuri's getting an animated series? Okay. I'm not sure I feel about that. It's better than nothing. Yeah, but she's amazing. Yeah, she is great. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious. I don't know how old uh was the name Lalina Wright? Is that her name? Letitia Wright. Let Letitia Wright. I think she's like around my age or slightly younger. Yeah, I would I'd be very interested in that passing the mantle once maybe yeah. Charlie Bozeman gets too old. I would definitely want to see that happen. I want to see that. But back to the Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm I hope they can work together without Steve being kind of a focal point. Yeah. Because now that he, now that, that linchpin is gone, mm-hmm. you know, how will that chemistry be, be connected yeah. more? Um it's going to WandaVision, comes out uh spring twenty twenty one. There's kind of there's still little known about this project, but it does have an adult Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. who's who's a black woman who becomes Captain Marvel in the comics. She was a kid in the Captain Marvel movie. Right. She helps design the the colors, right? Yeah. The colors. What do you you think about that? I, well, like everything black, I am very excited. (laughs) Especially everything black woman centered. Uh, I want to see them. I I think we all wanted to see this happen, especially after Captain Marvel. And a lot of people were unhappy with how, uh, with how, uh, what's uh, Monica Rambeau? with how she uh, she has a bigger part in the comics. Right. But a lot of people are unhappy with, you know, her her smaller part in the movie and things like that. And I, I really want to see more of that relationship between that family and Captain Marvel. Or I want to see, you know, what what else happens. True. How how do you feel? No, I'm I'm totally with you. <laughs> totally. Loki. The Loki in this show is the Loki from Endgame, the one who took the Space Stone during mm-hmm. the time heist. I'm kind of, again, mixed on this. Some say that this alternate Loki takes away from the original, who had this long seven-year arc and had that heroic death. Mm-hmm. And now he's back where he started. I mean, he literally, like, the guy who takes the Space Stone is the guy who just got his ass slammed around by the Hulk. Right. And now he's just the same old angry, bitter guy. So, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, he he's going to be able to go anywhere in the universe. Yeah. So maybe he'll go off world and maybe he'll encounter some Eternals or something to set things up or some yeah. Guardians or maybe he meets the Sorcerer Supreme again before Doctor Strange. But this will all be taken, I guess, during 2012. Right. So that could set things up plant some seeds for future yeah definitely opens it it opens up the the plot lines and the storylines to what to you know different crossovers and whatnot i don't want to see them get too ambitious 
Like, I don't want to see them, you know, say, okay, we're going to plan this. And then, you know, it just turns out like shit. But at the same time, I like I I am very curious to see what they do have in the works for that. Um, But I think that Loki as as a character uh, that they'll probably have him grow even if he wasn't the same Loki that went through the whole Avengers arc and the whole end game thing and whatnot, like they'll have him grow in some way. You know, they, they, they have to. I hope so. Yeah. Hawkeye. Fall 2021 stars Jimmy Renner <laughs> and will introduce Kate Bishop as his successor. That logo. That logo is so detailed. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't have anything against Hawkeye, but I just wonder what what is there? Well, they obviously have something. If they introduce, you know, more women in the MCU, you know, they're going to have a fem- female Hawkeye now. So That's we'll, true. We'll see where it goes. Maybe she has some updated tech or something that she can be of more use. You know, Hawkeye always had, have these trick arrows. Mm-hmm. We've only really seen him use, use bombs, really. Yeah. Or the electrical things mm-hmm. that, that shock multiple enemies. So I'm, I hope they can introduce like more variety to right. the arrows in this show and hopefully going forward into the next phases. Yeah, totally. Cause I, I, as much as I do enjoy Jeremy Renner, it's just uh, Hawkeye. I don't hate him, but what else does he bring besides the arrows? And, you know, he's kind of a, he kind of has that human, that is element. True. Yeah. Like I I really like I still remember his monologue from Ultron where he's talking to Scarlet Witch in mm-hmm. the in that house while he's kinda like inspiring her to become an Avenger. He goes, he goes, look, look at me. We're I'm in a flying piece of land in the sky and I only have arrows. None of this this makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, I'm here, I'm doing it. And I, I like that that he brings that human element to the to the Avengers, similar to how, you yeah. know, Green Arrow brings it to Justice League or Batman as well. Right. He's just a regular guy in the midst of all these titans and gods. Um, anyway, the series that I'm most excited about is What If? And this is an animated series of alternate realities in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So the comics have done these kind of things for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that they're bringing it to animation, which we all know generally can do more for comic book storytelling right. than live action. And it's going to have a lot of the actors from the MCU voicing these characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the art direction yet. Maybe they could have different art direct. Uh, maybe they could have different art directors similar to the Animatrix or mm-hmm. that 2008 uh, Batman anthology series. Right. I think that would be really cool if they could do something like that Mm -hmm. what do you think about that uh i think as soon as you thought of that i thought like it would be it would be cool to see if they could have the uh the same art direction as like the was it the animated uh justice league or young young justice young justice yeah yeah i think that that would be uh quite nice to see but i also just thought it would be really nice to see them make a show out of uh the the current art going on right now maybe it's ended but maybe it's going on war the worlds marvel's war the worlds or uh 
Uh, it's it's like a, a huge crossover arc that's happening right now. And uh, so many Marvel characters are included in it, um, including my one of my favorites, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, but I, I really enjoy seeing them bring a lot of these more obscure storylines uh, because, uh, yeah, as you said, and as a lot of us know, you know, the the whole you know industry and fandom of comics and different universes and things like that you know before that was just seen as you know something oh that's only what nerds do or something like that but now it's mainstream and everyone's getting into it mm. and it's it's opening up a lot of creativity for a lot of people so i i want to see them <clears throat> expand more um but at the same time i'm also a little bit nervous like i said that they'll get too ambitious i mean we'll look at the netflix marvel shows right we all loved daredevil oh that was great jessica mm -hmm. jones oh that was dope luke cage oh it's cool and then iron fist mm -hmm. made a just a huge thud mm -hmm. sorry it wasn't war of the world war of the realms okay mythology. yeah okay but. i i hope they can all work but yeah. there are some that i'm definitely less interested in Mm. I'm, you know, WandaVision. Mm, I mean, I don't know enough enough about it to to care yet, but mm -hmm. I'm not super excited about that. I'm not super excited about uh, Hawkeye. So we'll we'll see. But speaking of alternate timelines, let's go to to DC now. Unless, okay. unless you have anything else that you want to talk about for Marvel. No, I'm good. All right, DC. Uh, they've announced Superman Red Sun as mm. an animated movie, and I'm very excited about that. Mm. It's only a matter of time before they make a Kingdom Come movie. I would die. That's, that's my favorite graphic novel, my favorite comic book. I own like two or three copies of that. But anyway, for those who don't know, Superman Red Sun, here's the, the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Imagine a reality where the world's most powerful super being does not grow up in Smallville, Kansas, or even America for that matter. Superman Red Sun is a vivid tale of Cold War paranoia that reveals how the ship carrying the infant, who would later be known as Superman, lands in the midst of the 1950s Soviet Union. Raised on a collective, the infant grows up and becomes a symbol to the Soviet people, and the world changes drastically from what we know, bringing Superman into conflict with Batman, Lex Luthor, and many others. That sounds insanely terrifying and awesome at the same time. It's it was a very popular uh, book, and I'm really excited to see how they bring that to animation. Yeah. Some other DC news. These things that I I don't care. I I think you and I are in agreement that we're more Marvel heads than yeah. DC. Although I will admit, I did watch uh, quite a bit of the DC uh, Comic-Con panel, and I am quite excited for the new uh, Harley Quinn animated series mm -hmm. that they're coming out with. Um, it looks really funny. It's to me, me, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I'm very curious about that. And was it, uh, whose voice, uh, is it Sanaa Sana Lathan is voicing Catwoman in this show? I think pretty sure mm -hmm. 
I, all I remember is that uh, Ke- Kelly Kuko Sweeting, is, is that how I say her name? The Penny from The Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. is voicing uh, Harley Quinn. And uh, at first when I, I heard that, I thought, you know, oh, that's, that's a little, eh, I'm not sure about that. But then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, that works. Yeah. Young Justice coming back. Ooh, Young Justice. It's, I, I don't like that they're kind of padding out these seasons, though. I really wish they would just, like, did, did you watch season three? Because it was like, what, eight? I mean, it was very short. Mm -hmm. It was really short. Mm -hmm. And I wish they would just make full seasons again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm happy they're coming back, though, because I really love that show. Mm -hmm. The last season was brutal. Then with that woman that that kept dying and coming back. (laughs) It it, it kept murdering this Muslim Muslim girl and just bringing her back to life. Wow. It's just, uh, yeah, it was was quite, man, I have to rewatch it. (laughs) Yeah, that was wild. Let's see. Burt Ward is joining the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover, which is crazy. From Burt Ward is from the old Batman show as Robin. Bam, bam. <laughs> That's where I got my DJ name from. I don't know if I ever said that on the show. <laughs> it's from that, that show, False Perfect Face. DJ name. Perfect. Find me. <laughs> Find your boy. I don't know if it, like, I, I don't have much DC knowledge, but I will say that, like, I, I do want more Teen Titans. And like I know that the the new season of Titans, a lot of people are excited for that. But also with the the recent tragedy, the, the recent tragedy that occurred with the the crew member, um, what happened? Uh, I don't know what happened exactly, but I know the crew member perished a few days ago while on set. Wow! And uh, the the cast from Titans was supposed to be at San Diego Comic Con, but they they chose not to go uh, to you know kind of grieve and give themselves time and space and whatnot. Um, but they're still planning on releasing the new season of Titans. I don't know how you guys feel about Titans. I haven't really paid much attention to it, mostly because I'm like one of those who likes the original animated Teen Titans, you know? Um, oh, that theme song. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's my uh, ringtone. When oh. there's trouble, you know who to call. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I think uh, a lot of people were quite excited for Titans. I, I think I, I might give it a shot. I might try. I think I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. It was okay. But <laughs> it's just, I mean, you got to look at it as an Elseworlds kind of what if, but yeah. I just I just wasn't, I just didn't care. I'm like, like you, I like the original and yeah. even Go was funny. Yeah, I, I like Titans it. Go is better than I thought. Yeah, but yeah, this new one. I don't like everything just being dark all the all the damn time. Yeah, that's the one thing about DC. Literally, turn the lights on. Like, right. <laughs> I need glasses. Go like. to therapy. Like, <laughs> take some take some antidepressants. Something, but it's, it's, it's too much. The Watchmen trailer. Did you watch that? I didn't even know that there was a Watchmen trailer. Hold, I'm so behind. It's okay. That's you know we're, we're you know we're covering each other's bases here. The Watchmen <laughs> trailer. This is an HBO show, and it's a sequel to the comic book and the the movie. I watched that movie and I don't know if there should be a sequel. Well, but if you Regina King stars in this series and I, I love her. Mm. And Ozymandias is being played by Jeremy Irons. I do enjoy the, Jeremy Irons. The one in True Scar. Yes, that's true. I do enjoy him. Uh Tim Blake Nelson, he he did play uh what's his name? Roar R- R- Rorschach. Rorschach. I can't say his name correctly. No, I thought that was James. James. Oh no. Earl yeah. Haley. Jackie. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's Rorschach. Sorry. 
Um, but I did watch that. Uh, I watched Watchmen actually like with, I think maybe a few months ago for the first time. Um, and it, it was a very interesting experience. Very interesting. So I'm not sure how I feel about the, the premise that there's going to be a, a new series. I'm curious because I think Alan Moore, you know, he just, he just recently retired when he made Watchmen. It was with the purpose of not of it not having a sequel. Yeah. And or really an adaptation, really. But the fact that that got made and then it's been, you know, the Watchmen characters have been put into other DC comic books and mm-hmm. crossovers. What I find interesting about the trailer is that they have kind of a gang of Rorschachs. Mm-hmm who are kind of taking on this, his persona. And it, it reminds me of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex mm-hmm. uh, with, with the laughing man. Oh, yeah. But it also just reminds me of kind of just toxic fandom, mm-hmm. especially white male toxic fandom right. of how they identify with these ultra-violent characters and kind of see themselves in it and they want to exact their own sense of justice or whatever mm. on the world how many white men love the joker and i'm very nervous about this movie coming out uh in october because it's gonna they're gonna identify with that man of having a bad day and feeling justified in in their violence right. in the future so i hope you know because Watchmen is a kind of commentary on superheroes mm. i hope that this sequel is also a commentary on fandom and how we view our heroes and how dangerous it can be at times right <clears throat> i definitely i think now that i've heard you say that like i have a little bit more hope for it but we'll at see at the same time yeah I'm... you should watch the trailer it's it's actually really really cool mm. do you watch uh ducktales i used to a little bit oh i remember was it disney xd Okay, yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Or like the extra cable channel with all the extra Disney shows on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I watched a few episodes. They rebooted it, and the second season's coming out, and the Rescue Rangers are going to be on it. The, 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 the... Chip and Dale. I was about to say, the, the Chipmunks, right? Yeah, like, which oh. is really cool. So I, I haven't watched the, the, the new reboot, but I'm going to watch it now. Now that they're because they they have Ducktales, they have, they have Darkwing Duck is out now. Oh, I, I watched a lot of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, so I'm 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 re- it's very cool that they're bringing that stuff back. Mm-hmm. It's you know we're next year is going to be 2020, and just like how kind of this decade had a lot of 80s stuff, mm-hmm. like I've been I've been trying to I've been prophesizing people we're going to have a lot of 90s nostalgia next decade, right. and this these shows. Mm-hmm were a big part of my childhood in the the 90s, so. I think they're going to come out with, like, a remake of a Goofy movie. Ooh. You know, I was maybe a little bit too old to care when that movie came out. Oh. You're a little younger than I am. So there, there are a couple of things, and we'll talk about, I forgot to talk about SpongeBob, you know. Oh, yeah. SpongeBob turned 20 last week. I forgot to cover that. Yay, but, SpongeBob. Rest in peace, Stephen Homer. Yeah, you know. Goofy movie like SpongeBob, they're like or like like Yu Gi Oh. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm I was born a little bit too early to mm-hmm. catch those waves. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't seen the Goofy movie. <gasps> oh my heart! You haven't seen Blade, so come on. Uh, that's not the same. Everyone's seen a Goofy movie. Is that true? 
I've yes. I've heard from some that it's the blackest Disney film of all time. It is, I'll and if they out. remake this, if they make it into like live action or whatever, though, like as the meme says, those characters better be blackety black, black, like legit. And they need to bring Tevin Campbell. They need to bring his voice. I don't care if he voices over for someone else or himself. As long as they don't change the songs, and as long as they make those characters truly black, does it does it need to be remade like with real people? It doesn't need to, but I'm just saying if they do. Okay. But if they remake it, just make it right. That's okay. Because oh man, that that was my jam. It's my. It's also my my ringtone as well. You got a lot ring of ringtones. Ring yeah, Teen like, Titans Communicator and stuff. No, I love I love the the blurriness. You're you're right at home here. And too bad that if people hear it on the subway here most of them won't even know what it is shame <laughs> i have uh we could do a whole show on our on our ringtones i, I have a uh, metroid prime oh. menu select as my alarm mm. and uh big o sure promise when when big o appears out uh. of the ground i have i have a ton of a ton of stuff mm. anyway we're kind of running a little long on time. So do yeah. you have any final comments you want to make or anything that you want to talk about? Uh, definitely looking forward to phase four mm. of Marvel. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to, I, I know that you already talked about E3 and I sadly was not here for that, but I'm looking forward to all of the new things that Nintendo Switch is bringing out too. Um, so that's my comment, like random comment from a past show. Speaking of, you know, just just to, just to leapfrog that, mm-hmm. I played uh, the the Splatfest for anyone who cares about Splatoon. Uh, I played the, the final Splatocalypse last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Team Chaos won. It was Chaos versus Order. Oh, snap. And Team, and team Chaos won, so I was very excited about that. Do you have a Switch? I don't have a Switch, but after watching E3, I was strongly considering buying one. Yeah, at this point, yeah, it's great. I wouldn't recommend the Switch Lite, but... Yeah, that's... I want the the light because I already have a PS4 Pro and a Xbox 360 and that PS4. To be honest, it's it, it's a god. Like I'm I'm sorry Xbox, I had to move, but I might move again to the the Nintendo Switch Lite when it comes out. Cause don't do it. Why? Don't do it. It's supposed to be cheaper and also like Smash Banjo Kazooie is a character. I'm just it doesn't connect to the TV. That's that's the problem. Uh, that's why? I mean I. I play my Switch like ninety percent on TV, so mm, I didn't. Know I just that. I just want that. I just want the option to do that. Mm. But yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, there's there's honestly a lot to talk about with Comic Con, but mm-hmm. we kept it kind of focused on DC, Marvel, even DC, and eh, you know, kind mm. of. So, I want to thank Kita for for being here. Where can they find you? Uh, so I'm not like popular or famous or anything but if you want to find me on instagram my instagram id is kitani k-e-e-t-a-n-i um and if you want to find me on can can i say my facebook yeah whatever you want if you want to find my facebook uh it's under kita tj williams so k-e-e-t-a t dot j dot williams w-i-l-l-i-a-m-s uh, I post a lot of nerdy memes and all whatnot. Like literally, he's he's not kidding all the time. Like when I wake up to when I go to bed, all the time. Uh, 
but yeah, lots of, it was really fun. I'm so happy that I could finally come on the show. Yeah. After ages of trying to schedule this. Yeah, totally. I really appreciate you being here. If I go on vacation again, I'll 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 look you up or just get a new job. So our our times match up. Yeah, man. Teach English to adults, y'all. You have a lot of free time. <laughs> Not every time to be here though. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, this concludes our this episode of Blurred Up. Again, you can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Man, this coffee helped out. Actually, I, <laughs> you know, I, I had the, the, the Batman, uh, Batman show. I had my first cup of coffee, full cup. And now I've had my second, an espresso, iced espresso. And man, I don't think I could have got through this without it. He's addicted. No. He's addicted. This is just it's just cup two. He won't believe me, but we all know he's addicted. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>